Count my blessings till they're really high What a life I've been seeing we could really die It be looking good in pictures after we be crying Make me think of how it feels to crucify Messiah Yes, you are from Adonai, Ibn Elohim David, sing a song for me like 51 A 23 and the one that I've been sent to be Foreign language, what you're talking don't make sense to me Heart beating, I've been praying for a steady one Registration, I've been pinning as a ready one I've been thinking that the last boss already called And I've been thinking in the last days the game is Then back to one Got my blessings to the really high Or the light I've been seeing we could really die It be looking good in pictures after we be crying It made me think of how it feels We can call him yes, you are from out of nine Hey man, if you would turn with me uh, to the book of Joshua, if you would get your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Joshua, uh, I have a word for you. I believe um, that that seeds are uh, timely. I believe that. Uh, because a harvest is seasonal. And so uh, in the midst of certain seasons, you're going to need uh, certain produce to help you during that season. That's what a harvest is about. Uh, you don't grow every type of uh, fruit or vegetation in every season. Okay, there's a certain thing, uh, we know it, called watermelon season. They don't grow and taste the same year round, which means uh, the seeds have to be timely because the harvest is seasonal and so i believe that um in a certain season you're going to need to have put those seeds down at the proper time and so this word is just a timely seed um that i want to drop off because i believe that uh there will be a season that you're going to need what you're hearing right now and so i speak that i believe that uh so if you would just turn with me uh to joshua uh the joshua the first chapter we're not moving through the whole book, just the first chapter. We're going to be right there. And I want to give you a word um, from a series that I do called the Joshua Codes. And in those codes, uh, I'm going to give you the first code today because uh, I believe that it's just timely. I believe that uh, God's word is a living word. And so uh, we're living. <laughs> so we must uh, adhere to his word. Okay. I believe that I don't believe anything can replace the word of God. I don't believe that. Uh, you'll never hear me say that. Uh, all of the motivation, the inspiration, the the uh, social media post, uh, the the T-shirts, everything is good. Um, the paraphernalia, every everything is good. It's the culture, uh, but the culture can't replace the word of the living God. Okay, you're not going to get through life without this word. So every now and then I drop off something in your spirit. But uh, today I just want to give you something from Joshua. Joshua chapter one, Joshua chapter one. I'm going to read the first two verses and then we're going to go into what we need to go into. Uh, Joshua chapter one, it says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. Read it again. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord, he spoke to Joshua. And he said, 
He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. Moses, the Lord's servant, has died, and now God is speaking to the assistant of the dead servant. And what I want us to see is that in life, the codes of progression throughout Scripture are important. We have to learn how to move if we're going to get to where we're going. And Israel, they've just come out of an exodus and entered into a wilderness. And now they're about to uh, leave wilderness and go to promise. And they've gone from transition to transition uh, to transition, but they've never switched leadership. Life has changed, but the people that have been in charge have not changed. People have died. They've lost hope. They've lost faith. People have been born. The transition have happened. But this is the first time that they will have to transition without a familiar face. And in life, if you're going to progress if you're going to move forward, if you're not going to be in a state where you're stagnant and you can't move left, right, up, down, if you're going to go where God has called you to go, it's going to come with a transition and it's going to come with a season of loss. Because in transition, nothing stays the same. When you're in transit, everything's moving. Everything's moving and you're going and leaving things behind. And what Joshua hears from the Lord is you're telling me that it's my time, but it's my time without my leader. You're telling the assistant that I'm no longer the assistant because the person that I served under is dead. But God, see, we jump down to verse six. And verse seven, when God says, be strong and courageous. And then in verse seven, he says, be very strong and very courageous. And we put this on all of our mugs and coffee cups and our T-shirts and we put it on bumper stickers. And, and I see I see this scripture all over the Internet. We run down to be strong and to be very courageous. Like that's the first thing that Joshua had to accept. It's not that he was afraid. Joshua, if you recall, he was the one who wasn't afraid when they went to spy out the land. It's not that he had a fear. The reason God tells him this is because the people have only been under Moses and they see their life through the leadership of Moses. Okay, they're going to promise under uh, uh, they're under the impression that when we get there, the same person that got us from Pharaoh, the same person that helped us uh, cross the Red Sea is supposed to help us cross the Jordan. See, Moses has, uh, he has a track record. He knows how to cross. <laughs> See, what worked before is supposed to always work. Who was there before is supposed to always be there. Moses knows how to get through water. He knows how to stretch his rock. Joshua, do you know that? God is telling him that Moses was their choice, but you're mine. 
Moses served his season and now it's your time. He said in in verse two, he said, the time has come. He said, the time has come. This is important. This is important because you got to know this. He said, the time has come for you, which means everybody has a time. Transition is just a time change. And so what he wanted Joshua to first understand is the first code, and you can write this down, you have to understand and accept what is and give up what was. Accept what is and give up what was. You have to accept what is and give up what was. You have to be able to accept the will of God. Moses' death was God's will. Joshua's time is also God's will. But what he wants Joshua to understand is, you ain't Israel's choice. (laughs) See, Moses is their will, not you. So when I'm telling you to be courageous, it's being courageous to your own people because they didn't see you as the one crossing the joy. They didn't see you as the one fighting the battles. They didn't see you as the one distributing the land. You're fine as an assistant, but when you progress, not everybody's okay with it because it doesn't make them feel comfortable. Not everybody can handle loss the same. Not everybody can handle grief the same. Some pe- See, Israel is grieving at the same time that God is talking to Joshua. Because grief is a part of the transition. Some, 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 some changes are okay. Some changes are fine. But, but loss of a loved one, loss of a person, loss of a plan, loss of something you feel like you can't get back, that's the part of the transition that we can't get through. They didn't believe that they could do this without Moses. You ever lost something you feel like you can't get back? The worst kind of loss is when you lose something that you don't believe can be replaced. Trying to transition when you've lost something that you don't think God can reproduce will put you in a state of grief. When your husband dies, when mama dies when we lose the baby when we lose the house when we lose the good paying job when we lose the person we thought we'd marry uh when we lose the ministry when the members when we lose something we feel like we cannot get back when we lose possessions or people it puts us in a state of grief and and in a state of grief you don't want to accept what is and forget what was you really want what was to come back That's why he told Joshua, Moses is dead, meaning, let me start off the conversation with this. Let me tell you, he's not coming back. Let me tell you, you just lost something that you'll never get again. But in time, I create what I want to use again. I won't create another Moses. That's why I created Joshua. What hems us up as the body of believers is when God takes something, we try to replace it exactly the same. God didn't replace Moses with another Moses. Joshua's different. He has a different makeup. He has different genetics. He has uh, different skill sets. He has different desires. 
He don't look like Moses. He don't sound like Moses. He don't talk like Moses. But progression don't look like the things of old. It only looks like what's new. Be strong and courageous and be very strong and very courageous. That's not the first thing he had to learn. The first thing he had to accept was the person I looked up to ain't with me. See, when I'm in transition, I'm used to a certain company. I'm used to uh, certain familiar faces. I'm used to a certain presence. I'm used to certain hugs and kisses. I'm used to the way. When I lose something so close, what Joshua, he didn't just lose his, his leader. He lost his mentor. While Israel's grieving over the minister, Joshua is grieving over the mentor. Everybody don't handle loss the same way because some things mean more to certain people. That's why at a funeral, you got some people sitting there stoned. You got some people crying. You got some people who have a lot of words to say. And you got some people who don't have nothing to say because loss affects each other. Uh, it affects us all differently based on relationship. The loss don't mean anything to you because you can get over it because you didn't love like they loved. So no, Joshua isn't Israel's choice, but is Joshua even Joshua's choice? Sure, I didn't mind serving under you. I never saw myself as, 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 as leading though. I didn't mind being assistant. I thought that that's all I would be. I thought I'd, I'd, I thought I'd be with Moses when we crossed the Jordan. I'd be right behind him like I always was. I never saw myself out front. So no, I'm not Israel's choice, but I might not even be my own choice. These are the Joshua codes. You have to accept what is and give up what was. You have to accept God's will. And God's will is tough to accept. God's will is tough to accept. Why? Because we come here with dominion. God created us. We have dominion. The earth is ours. We have dominion over the earth. And see, we used to sing a song and it said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I have to tell you, I think it's false because the world is our home. It's just not our eternal home. And while we're here, we actually have dominion and we have a charge to impact it. The world may not be our eternal home, but it's my home while I'm here. And I'm going to do everything I can to impact it. I'm going to do everything I can to impact it. And because of that, I'm human. I have a will. I have dominion over the earth and I have a will in my humanity. And I have to always understand that because I have uh, uh, because I have dominion and I'm human, I have a choice. OK, because we God gives us dominion and we have our humanity. We have choices within that humanity, that choice always exposes our will what you choose is your will what you want from for you what you want from life what you want from this world is your will and what he's telling joshua is you're gonna have to understand you wasn't in israel's will you was just in mine and sometimes what God has to tell us is, I don't care about the choices that you're making. You have to learn that I'm, I'm the overseer. And if you're going to pro progress to promise, you're going to have to put your choices down and be my choice. Because you wasn't Israel's choice. Moses was. You might not even been your own choice. Moses might have been that too. But you just lost him.
God didn't just kill a man. He killed their comfort. He killed their will. He killed what the, the leader that they would love to have because it's the one they trust. It's the one they listened to. It's the one they obeyed. It's the one that they saw go up and come down. It's the one they saw talk to God. It's the one that had the tablets first. He, he, see, Moses was their, their will. And he has a one-on-one with Joshua to say, you're going to have to let that go. And don't nothing break you down like God coming to you and saying they're gone and they're not coming back, but you have to go forward. See, the reason I said that this word was timely is because 2020, it took so much from us. 2020 took so much from us. It was a transition that a lot of people could not make and still can't make. They walked into 2021 and said, man, it's still 2020. Death and disease took so many people's wills. It didn't just take their job. It didn't just take their money. It didn't just take their loved one. It didn't just take their health. Some people lost people. They lost each other. Marriages, uh, divorce over finances, uh, breakups, heartache. Uh, people had to go uh, into nursing homes and couldn't see each other. People had to die on deathbeds and have their last words over Zoom. People lost fortunes because they couldn't work. People couldn't get unemployment. People couldn't, uh, they couldn't recover from their will. 2020 took some people's will and what God told me to tell you today that whatever was there is dead. It's not coming back. And as harsh as that sounds, he's still saying it in love. He said, but it's your time. As harsh as it sounds to lose somebody, as harsh as it sounds for God to come and the first thing out of his mouth is they're dead. They ain't coming back. It's dead. It's gone. It left. It's no more. And although people still remember it, you can't afford to go forward thinking about them. What he's telling him is the one you love, the one you trusted, the season has changed. And I'm sorry, but grief can't stop progress. So, yeah, you're going to have to be courageous. Yeah, you're going to have to be strong, but you're going to have to do it while you grieve. Whatever time you were supposed to take, it's over. Because my people need you. They don't even know they need you, but I'm telling you, they need you. Joshua had to accept what is, accept what is, accept what is. What is it in your life right now that you're failing to accept? Because you've just turned your page and your life and somebody who used to be there ain't there no more. You got to accept what is. You have to accept what is and let go of what was. And see, and this is hard because Joshua actually has a smooth transition with it. That's why I picked them. But everybody in the Bible didn't transition as well as Joshua did. When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife couldn't accept the new will. God said, if you're going to progress, you can't look back. He tells Joshua, accept the loss. They're lost. They're not coming back. Accept it. But he tells Lot and his wife, just look ahead. And it's hard to not look back at things that you love. 
It's hard to not look back at moments that you cherish. I'm not beating up Lot's wife. I've talked about her before. I'm not beating her up. I'm saying we have to identify with her, but we also have to identify with her in a way that we don't lose ourselves like she did. It's hard to not look back when the wheel changes because every time the wheel changes, it puts us under emotional stress, whether it's loss of a person, a possession, uh, or a time change, or a life change, a traumatic event. Every time we're in transit, uh, our emotional state is in transit as well. Not only do you have to go, but your brain has to go. You have to go forward, but you have to go forward crying. You have to go forward overthinking. You have to go forward overeating. You have to go forward not sleeping. The emotions change when the seasons change. So Lot's wife was really under some emotional stress. God had just burned up a city. He burns up this city and says, don't look at the flames. She couldn't handle the new will. The new will is go up in that cave and wait. She couldn't handle the new will. His daughters couldn't handle the new will. They said, how will we marry? His daughters couldn't handle the new will. They didn't understand how they would go forward without prospects of husbands. They couldn't handle the new will. Uh, uh, Naomi in the book of Ruth, she couldn't handle the new will. She couldn't handle that when we came to Moab, I had a husband and I had two sons and they all die within a span of 10 years and now I'm stuck. I got one daughter-in-law who stayed and one daughter-in-law who left and we got to be okay with that because sometimes people make decisions that, that, that they feel is best for them and Orpah did what Orpah had to do. I can't fault her either but Ruth showed some type of grace and wisdom based on their relationship and it's just Naomi and Ruth. It used to be Naomi, uh, uh, Ruth, her two sons, and Elimelech, but that's no more. There was a new will now. Naomi, you have to accept what is. She couldn't do it. She changed her name to bitter. She said, y'all can just call me bitter because that's how the Lord sees me. This is what he's done to me. He's taking the men in my life and now that's my identity. When my identity changes, I'm in transition into a new identity and sometimes it don't feel the best. I lost something I can't get back. I lost my identity. Naomi couldn't accept the new will. Naomi could not accept the new Will, she said, I lost me when I lost my husband. I lost me when I lost my two sons. And, and, and Oprah, if you're going to go, just go now because I'm tired of losing. But God said, that's your will. <laughs> my will is for you and Ruth to go back. My will is for Boaz to find you and be the kinsman redeemer. My will is for the Davidic line and lineage to come through this and ultimately King Jesus connected to your lineage. But all you see right now is bitterness. You can't see what I'm doing. That's why you have to go forward blindly. He tells Joshua, I know Moses is dead. I know it hurts, but you have to accept my will and you have to accept it blindly. You have to accept. See, faith is believing what you can't see, but, but accepting what you hope for. Faith is that substance of the thing you hope for. I don't see it, but I believe it. And that belief is the substance of what I hope for. He's saying, Joshua, go forward and hope. I know he's dead and I know it hurts. But accept what is and let go of what was. You got to accept it. Not everybody could do it. Naomi couldn't do it. Ruth could, but Naomi couldn't. 
Lot's wife couldn't do it. The prophet Samuel goes around anointing kings. Saul is the king. And when God, when God is no longer using Saul in the same manner that he was using Saul, it hurt Samuel. It hurt Samuel so much so to the point. To the point God asked a question that, that sometimes I have to ask myself at night when I'm up. Sometimes I have to ask myself at, at, when I'm in seasons of depression. Sometimes I have to ask myself when I think about who I don't know anymore and who don't check on me, who don't, who's not in my life, who's not in my ministry, who's not moving forward with the things I'm moving forward with. Sometimes I have to ask myself what God asked Samuel. He said, how long will you mourn Saul? <laughs> See, he didn't even ask Joshua, how long will you mourn? He told him just to be. He told him that you're going to have to accept this. But he asked Samuel a question. He said, if I'm going forward with David, how long will you mourn Saul? How long will you not accept what I'm trying to do because you want to keep what you wanted to do? He said, how long will you mourn Saul? Ruth and Naomi, Lot and his wife, now, Samuel and Saul, everybody can't accept it as smoothly as Joshua did, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to understand that when God makes a change, he's making a change that will progress us to the will of God. Your will is not God's will. You have a right to your will. But when God shakes it up, you will not get to where God wants you to go. When God calls for a transition, when God changes the play, when life has done you bad, when people have done you dirty, when things have gone wrong, if you don't accept God's will over your own, you'll be in a state of mourning and God will have to ask the question, how long will you sit there in that while I'm trying to do something else? How long will you mourn Saul? All of us have been there in a Saul situation where we picked it and it was good and it worked and it, and it ran its course. Saul was a king. Saul won his battles. He had his influence. He had his reputation. And that's some of us. Some of our jobs, they run their course. Some of our relationships, they run their course. Sometimes our friendships, they run their course. Sometimes our living conditions run their course. And we're sitting mourning Saul. And God wants to know, how long will you mourn because the wheel changed? Moses, my servant, is dead. And he tells Joshua, you're not their choice. I understand it. But if you sit and mourn Moses, you won't cross the Jordan. <laughs> and I know those people, Joshua, because I was the one who was with them the whole time. So I have to tell you this one on one because I can't tell it to them because they they moan and they mumble and they groan and they complain. And right now they're grieving. See, in a state of grief, you can't talk to everybody the same way. He goes to Joshua and gives him a charge. He, and, and then Joshua does something strategic. What he does is he calls the officials. Joshua didn't address the crowd. He addressed the leadership. Because when people are grieving, some folk you can't touch up close like that and tell them something like that. God said, Joshua, these are some hard folks. Because, see, remember, remember uh, when 
they wanted to go back and be slaves. See, remember when I brought them through the, the Red Sea? And then after we get from the Red Sea and we get in the wilderness, the first complaint is that they complain about water. How do I deliver them by a method of water? And then they complain that they don't have enough to drink. See, what God knows is they don't always respect him. So they surely ain't going to respect the new Moses, quote unquote. If you trying to be him, you ain't him. And what God needs us to do in our season is to understand that we don't have to be what was. We just have to accept what is. Let it go. You're going to walk into a new season and you're the right person. You're going to walk into a new dimension and you're whole. You're going to walk into a leadership role. You're going to walk into a ministry assignment. You're going to walk into a new relationship. You're going to walk into a, a new marriage. You're going to have another baby and be the parent. You're going Everything that you lost, you're still the person for what you're about to gain. Joshua, don't worry about their mumbling and their moaning and complaining. I'm talking to you right now. Moses is dead. And if you know that, if you can accept it, Israel will get in line because he says, you can be sure whatever your feet touch, I'm right there. If you can accept that I'm not bringing him back and you can work with me going forward, we'll get to promise. See, the thing about wills is tricky because like I said, we forget that we have them. Most, most, most division, just think about uh, division, the demon that is division, whether it be in the church, whether it be in marriages, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in friendships, a lot of times there's a will change that somebody can't accept. Somebody can't give up their will uh, for the betterment of the relationship. So a husband goes and does what he wants to do because that's his will. A wife does what she wants to do because that's her will. A child does what they want to do because that's their will. A company does what they want to do with you because that's their will. They have a will. But when we're in relationship with people, we have to put down our will and do what's best for the relationship. And what God is telling Joshua is, you're what's best for the relationship with me and Israel. That's why I picked you. All, everything makes sense now, but we don't all, see, we forget we have a will. And, 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 and in the book of Luke, Jesus says, uh, if anybody uh, is going to follow me, he must first give up his own life. Jesus was the first to talk. About, Jesus says, you got to give up your own life. He said, if you try to keep your life, you'll lose it. You'll lose it. He said, if you try to keep your life, you're going to lose it. He said, but with me, you'll gain it. And then he said this. He said, what will it profit you to gain the world but lose you? Jesus is concerned with us not accepting our will but accepting his. He said, he said, <laughs> he said you're going to you're gonna have to lose your life. How many of you really right now, be honest with yourself, you gave up your life to follow Christ. You gave up your life to follow your marriage. You gave up your life to, 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 to be connected to some people. You gave up your life to be in relationship with them. You under, Jesus said it. He said in Luke 9 verse 23, he says, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your, your way and take up your cross daily. It's a daily thing to give up what you thought you, could, you, you needed and you wanted. He said in verse 24 of Luke chapter 9, if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. 
But if you give up your life for my sake, he said, if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save your life. Some of you are losing in life right now because you won't give up what you want. You won't give up your way. You won't give up uh, your money. Some people, they, they, they live and die off money and provision. They will give you up if the money wrong. They will, they will quit every job because the money is wrong. They, marriages, divorce, <laughs> the, the leading cause of, of divorce is not adultery. It's money. And Jesus, if you read your Bibles, y'all remember the, uh, the rich young ruler? The rich young ruler had money and wouldn't give up his money to follow Jesus. He said, he said I want to get on there. I want to be on what you want, Jesus. I want to follow y'all. I want to do what y'all doing. I want to get on this train. I want to, I want to join the crew. Jesus said, give up your money. I don't need that. The rich young ruler is watching Jesus and the disciples travel and have to be fed and have to sleep in different people's homes. See, they, it, back then there wasn't no ministry with no hotels and we're going to book you and we're going uh, gonna to feed you all this. Man, they, they slept in people's homes. This wasn't no tour. This wasn't fancy lights. A lot of this was under the radar. But the rich young ruler says, hey, I can come and I got something of value that you might need, Jesus. I got something to bring to this. The rich young ruler had money and he had hunger. He wanted to be a part of what Jesus had going on, but he didn't want to give up his life. He said, I got to oh, I got I to gotta give up my money. You don't want my money, Lord? I, I could add to what you're doing. He, Jesus said, no, no, no. Come on, just, just leave the money. He, he said, I got I to gotta do, I got to give up that. I got to give up my comfort. Most people can't uh, give up their will because their will is comfortable. See, I would do this, but it got to be right. We wait so long to make moves because we're trying to be comfortable as we make the move. I can't make that move because I don't got that money. I can't marry you because you don't got this. And I can't do this because you don't got that. And I can't start that job on faith. And I can't do this on faith. And I can't, if I leave that church, where I'm going to go? I'm gonna, everything we do, we have to be comfortable. And so when you ask somebody, oh, when are you going to do Well, you know, I'm waiting. I'm trying to get everything lined up. I'm trying to get everything lined up. That's their will. Jesus told the rich young ruler, just drop it. Instead, most people would do just like the ruler did and say, Jesus, I can't do that. They would look you in your eye and say, I can't be your friend until you're whole. I can't do this until you're right. I can't do this until you change. I can't do this until you have a little more paper. I can't. We, we put stipulations on people because that's what we do to ourselves and we do it to Christ too. We can't give up our comfort. Our will is tied to what makes us comfortable. And what Jesus says is, you're going to lose your life anyway trying to hold on to it. Everything is about going forward and going forward God's way. So when he tells Joshua that Moses is dead, what he's trying to tell him is, let him rest and let him sleep. Do what you've learned, but you've got to go forward without wishing and hoping and praying and grieving like the rest of Israel. You're going to have to put down what you thought your life would be like. They're not coming back. Jesus says, I don't want your money. For some people, you lost something in 2020. Your money ain't, it's not coming back like it was. 
You may never be as rich as you was because see, we think abundance when we when we speak about it. Jesus is talking about uh, uh, riches. So when he says, I came that you may have life more abundantly, he's talking about his life. That's why he said, put down your life. Don't misinterpret the scripture and think that your life more abundantly means you're going to live so well on earth. You have to get that out of your head and you have to get that out of your mind. You have to get that out of your heart because things happen. Things change. People die. People leave. People get sick. Life throws a curveball at you. That's just a part of it. He never promised you that abundant life means you wouldn't face opposition. Look at Jesus' life and tell me where the peace was. Tell me where the opposition just left him alone. Tell me where people just got off his back. Tell me where he didn't lose friends, where he, where he didn't lose uh, mentors, where John the Baptist didn't get beheaded. Tell me where Lazarus didn't die. Tell me where Judas didn't deny. Tell me where everybody who he spoke to followed him. He lost some things. So when he says you're going to have life and have life more abundantly, he's not talking about your plan and your way and your riches and your wealth and your money. You're going to have to let it go. But most people, we can't let our comfort go. Israel is known for this. And that's why he tells Joshua, look here, they're not going to let it go that easily. They, gonna, they love this man. They love this man. You, Joshua, you want to accept what is and, and let go of what was. And, and, and see, it's not just accepting God's will for your life. It's honoring it over yours. It's honoring it over yours. It's not just accepting God's will uh, for your life. It's honoring it over the will that you can't choose. You got free will. That's where we get the term. You got free will. You can choose what you want. But see, we often say, oh, well, God's ways are not our ways. Uh, uh, the Bible says his thoughts are above ours. His ways are above ours. If God is thinking above you and if he's moving above you, then his will has to be above your will. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter nine, verse 24, stop trying to hang on to your life. Do y'all know the things that, that you could progress in if you stop trying to have it your way? If you stop trying to do it your way, if you put your rules aside, if you put your hopes aside and your wishes aside and your money aside, if you stop trying to change people to be what you would want them to be and let them be who God has called them to be and trust God and have the faith the size of a mustard seed, we wouldn't have all these split churches and di divided mentalities, these divided homes, these broken relationships, these siblings that don't speak. Uh, these parents that don't talk to children anymore. Let people be who God called them to be and get in line. Israel, you cannot change Joshua. I picked him. I ain't giving him no more money. I'm not giving him no more fame. He don't have to be powerful. He don't have to be the, uh, the best spokesperson. He don't have to be the person you elect, but he's the person that you need. And Joshua, understand that you're the person I called. You don't have to be anything else. You don't have to go get any other degrees. You don't have to go to seminary. All you have to do is trust in me what if you let your husband be who God called him to be you ain't worried about the money what if you let your wife be who God called her to be you didn't worry about what she didn't do you didn't worry about what y'all didn't have you didn't worry about see we overlook that that a part of life 
is transitions, but God's still using the people. Why can't we accept people during transitions? Why can't we accept ourselves during a transition? A statement I used to beat myself up about when I struggled severely with depression, I used to say this, ah, I'm just not who I am anymore. I just wish I could get back to the old me. And I had to wake up one day and say, Nathan, the old you is gone. He ain't coming back. How he thought, he don't think that way no more. How he look, he don't look that way no more. How he approach people, he don't approach them like that no more. The relationships he had, they gone. Y'all know the people I don't have anymore? They're dead. Just like Moses. They're gone. They left just like Orpah. They're gone. They're, I can't use them just like Saul. They're gone. They're dead. It's not coming back. I'm in a season of transition and I don't even have the people I used to have. Why, the way I thought it was going to go, it's not going that way. And I was depressed because I could not give up my will. And I was about to lose my life trying to hang on to the way I thought it should be, trying to hang on to how I wanted it to be. And I'm in my charge and my call to you is give it up. The Joshua Code, the first thing God wants him to do is give up the idea of Moses. Keep him in your heart, but don't let him stand in your way. Give up the idea of what they're going to say. Give up the idea of what they used to. Give up that mentality. Give up the past for the future. You're going to have to let it go if you're going to let it be what it is. And I'm charging you, I'm challenging you because see, you have to give up your will. Don't be like the rich young ruler. Couldn't give up his money. Couldn't give up his love for money. Couldn't give up his need to be comfortable in order to be in relationship with Jesus. That's a whole nother sermon within itself. How many people can't give up their comfort just to be in relationship with us and they know we're good? Some people can't give up their comfort to join Christ church. They know, they know God is good. They know Jesus died, but they can't give up the life that they want, whether it be sin, whether it be comfort, whether it be addiction, whether it, whatever it may be, they can't give it up to say, I'll choose that life. I'll choose a life of love with you than comfort in anything else. That's a bold statement to make. Don't be the rich young ruler. Don't be Lot's wife. Don't be Samuel. How long will you mourn Saul? Don't, don't, don't be Naomi. Don't even be Orpah. Orpah said, I'll stay in Moab before I follow the word. Because I got to see, see, Orpah had to get her status back. If your husband died during that time, that was your money. That was your identity. Nobody wanted to be a widow. You see, Naomi didn't. Orpah said, I'm still young. I can still, I got a little more life. Oh my God, that's another sermon. Orpah said, I'm too young to get stuck with that. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to play out. And I got a little more life in me. I'm going to go back and marry me something else. And I'm going to have me some more kids. And I might be a Moabite. But I'd rather be a Moabite woman living married, living happily, having status and fortune than going back to the unknown with you two with just the word of God. People, give up what you thought it was going to be like and follow Jesus. Follow the way. Follow God because he's trying to progress you. He's trying to take you 
across the Jordan. He's trying to get you into the promised land. God is trying to move you into purpose. God is trying to advance his kingdom, but it's you who won't give up what was. It's you who can't accept what is. It's you who has your will and your way. It's you. And what he's telling Joshua is, you want to let it go. You can't do it like that. I understand it hurt you. I understand how much you loved him. I understand what he did for you. I understand the legacy that he left. I understand the imprint that he made on your heart. But I called you. And Israel might not understand it all the way, but they're going to get behind you if you believe it. People get behind what you believe. Whatever 2020 stole, y'all heard me say this, go get it back. Whatever it is, if it's a relationship you need to mend, if it's a friendship you need to mend, if it's a family member, we shouldn't be divided in this season over what was. Make the choice to say, Lord, I understand it don't make sense. I understand I might not be comfortable, with, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give up my will. Part of being a disciple, Jesus said, is to deny your mother and your father. You have to deny comfort. You have to deny family. You have to deny anything that will stay in the way of the will of God. So right now I have to ask you, are you choosing God's will over yours? Are you still stuck on what was? Are you still stuck on how it used to be? Are you still, the, the worst phrase that you can say is, we've always done it this way. We, it's always been like this. I just don't understand. It's always, it has to happen this way. Tra- don't let tradition stand in the way of the will of God. Don't let being familiar uh, stand in the way of the will of God. Don't let being comfortable stand in the way of the will of God. Sometimes it looks like losing but it's really a gain. (laughs) Sometimes it looks like death, but it's really a resurrection about to take place. Don't let your emotions get in the way. I told you earlier in this message that, that you're under emotional stress every time there's a transition of will. Every time there's a transition of will, you become uh, emotionally stressed like Naomi, who says, I'm so bitter right now. Like Samuel, who mourned Saul. Like Lot's wife, who says, that was our life. I don't care how messed up it was. That was our life. You become emotionally distressed like Jesus in Gethsemane when he has to say, uh, is, is, is there a way? And then finally he says, not my will, but your will. There was a transition of will and even Jesus himself had to give up his will because when you give up your will it liberates somebody else when you give up what you want it liberates somebody else Jesus had to give up his will and be the atonement for the sins of the world so the world could go free love is a submission of will love is a submission of will for God so loved the world He gave his only son. It was not God's will and his intent to have to send Jesus. God's will was for man who had dominion to rule the earth. Adam, the first Adam 
was God's will. But when they sinned, God said, I have to change the will. I have to have a transition of will. I have to do away with how I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be Adam and Eve. I thought I was going to do everything through Adam. And now I realize that I can't do it that way. Even God changed his will to liberate the people. Every will change by God is for someone else to gain. Jesus says, if I die, they'll win. If I die, they go free. If I die, the devil can't have them. Not my will. <laughs> God, I'm going to do yours. Jesus' whole life, he says, I'm about my father's business. I'm, I'm sent to do the will of my father. Is that your phrase? Is that what you're here to do? When life gets hard and you realize there's a transition and things are no longer the way that they were, can you accept what is and give up what was? Or do you have to fight God about an old will? Do you have to fight God to get to, you want to do his will your way? The hardest thing to do is to open up your hand and let go of the little that's in it to receive all that God has. Your will is limited because man is limited. But God's will supersedes anything that we could, we could ever do. But we have to open up our hand and say, not my will. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do what you say. I'm not just walking around here taking every opportunity. All money ain't good money. I'm not dating just anybody. I'm not trying to marry uh, who I like, uh, who make me feel good. I want to run these people by you and say, Lord, do they love you? I'm tired of bringing things to God and saying, Lord, bless it because I want it. Lord, bless it because I need it. When God takes something away that you thought you needed, can you handle a new will? Are you living inside of the will of God? Can you let go of what was and accept what is? Can you accept what is now? Can you move on without the loss of a loved one? Can you move on without the loss of a parent? Can you move on with abandonment? If your mother and your father forsake you, can you move on? Can you move on uh, through church hurt? What if that just wasn't the church for you God's kingdom is big the body of Christ is all over this world don't let one family member stop you from believing in God's church you have to move on from hurt because it's not in God's will for you to remain hurt and not get to promise he tells Joshua Moses is dead. Not coming back. But I got you. Because I chose you. There are some things in life that would never go back to being the same. But do you trust that God has you? Do you trust that God is about to move on your behalf? Do you trust that if you're moving inside of his will that you won't lack and that you won't go without? This is God's will for your life but you have to let go of the life you thought you needed 
You have to let go of the life you thought you wanted. This is a timely word because there's a season approaching you where you're going to feel like everything crashed. Everybody left. Nobody believes in you. Nobody loves you. You're going to feel like God, he, 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 he has to have forsaken me because I don't have what I used to have. You, it, there's a time you make or broke. There's a time uh, people who said one thing in one season, they say a new thing in another season. There's a time when everybody believes in what used to be. And you're up next and they don't even believe in you. It hurts to be what's next sometimes. <laughs> See, in a world full of ambition, what we learn in this text is that it hurts to be what's next when you're not the choice. It hurts to think about what's next. It's hurt, uh, it hurts to turn the page and have to hear that Moses is dead. It stings to have to hear. I won't have what I used to have. But I'm encouraging you right now to search God's will and search your heart and say, Lord, if I need to remove that, if you need to take that to do your will, I surrender. I surrender. All to Jesus, I surrender. You're not just surrendering your lifestyle. You're surrendering your will. You're surrendering your way. Jesus said, don't try to hang on to your life. You're going to lose it. Don't try to hang on to your understanding. Don't try to hang on to what you think you need to do it. Don't try to hang on to how you think it should go. Don't put people on your limits. Don't do that. That's your life. I didn't need the rich young ruler's money. And you don't need it. Oh my God. Understand that your freedom to progress it's tied up in you taking the will of God and letting his spirit and his will lead you. Putting your will behind you and putting his will before you. Moses is dead. But it's your time. Something in your life is gone. But it's your time. You will only maximize your time if you take hold to God's will. Be blessed.